0: Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is Merry Mama Peters, which is another Peters family Christmas story. Our plan was to bring it to you before the end of the Christmas season. But as often happens, time got away from us, so please indulge us. As always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywinds at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive... We will send you a prize now be forewarned there are a couple of christmas songs referenced within the story but those are not the correct answers we are looking for the hymn two weeks ago our winner was everett who is living in central asia who sent in the correct answer of the birthday of a king from our grandma's corner episode great job everett And one more thing, we're having some sound difficulties this week, and we're trying to figure out what is going on. Now, let's get to this week's story, Mary Mama Peters. As Penelope sat in the front row of her Sunday school class, she belted out the lyrics to Angels We Have Heard on High, along with the other students in the class. She felt the warm glow of the Christmas season settle over her. Christmas was only six days away. And though gifts were so much fun, they didn't dominate her mind as they did at one time. In fact, gifts were secondary to the dreamy days of winter and thoughts about Jesus as a baby. Her thoughts often meandered to the eighty-mile journey of Mary and Joseph as they went to be registered in Bethlehem. She couldn't imagine walking that many miles, but her thoughts were disrupted by the chorus. Gloria in excelsis Deo, Gloria in excelsis Deo. As she sang, she looked around proudly and thought, I can sing that entire line without taking a breath. I wonder if anyone else noticed. And almost as quickly as she thought that, she was ashamed. She knew it was totally proud of her to think that way, and she felt sick about it. Here they were, singing about the birth of the King of Kings, and all she could think about was how long she had held out a musical note. After that, she could hardly concentrate on the lesson Mrs. Harwood was bringing. She was too busy feeling disconcerted about her pride and about how she had spoiled angels we had heard on high with her prideful thoughts. Stink! After the Peters arrived home from church and they had changed their clothes, while Mama Peters was checking the crockpot pulled pork, Penelope flopped on the couch next to Daddy Peters. Sensing something was amiss with his oldest daughter, Daddy Peters inquired, What's wrong, Nellie Lou? Oh, Daddy Peters, do you ever sin and just feel horrid about it? You know, Pen, I sin a lot, and sometimes I feel horrid about it, and sometimes I just feel horrid that I didn't feel horrid, and you can imagine that that's a horrid feeling. Oh, Daddy Peters, Penelope giggled, (laughs) but then looked downcast. Seriously, though, Daddy Peters, I just feel horrid. I kind of picked up on that, honey, Daddy Peters replied, but here's what I can tell you it doesn't help you to feel horrid. And it doesn't please God for you to feel horrid. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's displeasing to God to feel horrid after a while. And do you know why, Nellie? Penelope looked thoughtful for a moment. No, I don't, Daddy Peters. Well, Pen, it's like this. When we feel horrible because we've sinned, that should lead us to repentance. And when we repent, the Bible says in Psalm 103, that God removes those sins from us as far as the east is from the west. And we too must put it behind us. The sin is forgiven and gone. In Philippians 3, Paul writes that we need to forget what lies behind us and simply press on. So you must remember that, sweet girl. There is a guilt that should lead you to the cross of Christ. But if you continue to feel the guilt of that sin that Jesus died for, you're basically saying to Jesus, this death of yours is not enough. I've got to feel sad about my sin for long enough to make up for your death. You see, Pen, there's valid guilt, and that comes from conviction by the Holy Spirit. God works through the Holy Spirit in your heart, showing you your sin and making you sad about it so that you'll turn to Christ, repent, and move along in grace. Ephesians 2:14 through 15 reminds us that our objective guilt That is, the proper guilt we have from God has been atoned for and anything you try to add to that is sin. If you make yourself feel badly enough, it won't merit God's grace any more than if you hadn't felt badly about it at all. God killed his son to pay the price, so you must repent and then rest in that assurance. Oh, Daddy Peters, thank you. That's such good news. Somehow, when I felt horrid, It made me feel better. But I see that not accepting Christ's forgiveness is wrong. Daddy Peters nodded his affirmation. Exactly, Pen, And how sinful it is to think that we can add or should add anything to Jesus's death on the cross. Oh, Daddy Peters, now I understand. But I do want to tell you about my sin. I was super proud, literally in the middle of worship. I thought it was so great that I was probably the the only person in the class who could hold her breath through the glory and excelsus deo part of angels we have heard on high. I was pretty happy with myself, and I wanted everyone to know. Daddy Peters could hardly contain his laughter. <laughs> ben, that's hilarious. I'm not laughing at you, precious girl, but I'm laughing about how ridiculous and insidious our pride is. It is so relatable. Do you know that just last week, I sort of wanted everyone in the office to know that the twins are really good at going poop on the toilet at barely two years old, so I tried to weave it into the conversation with one of my co-workers. Isn't that goofy? It makes me laugh to think about it. I mean, here I am, a grown man talking about poopies in the toilet. Ridiculous, right? It was Penelope's turn to bust a gut, and boy did she ever... Oh, Daddy Peters! <laughs> Like the same thing. It's so silly and embarrassing. Well, Pen, sin is shameful. It causes embarrassment. But praise God, we don't have to live in that shame. And isn't that wonderful? I can just confess that my pride made me think my twins are the best toilet poopers in the world. But enough of this potty talk. Let's go eat lunch. As the Peters family was gathered around the table eating their pulled pork sandwiches, Mama Peters began speaking. Okay, everyone, we've got a lot to do. I know today is the Lord's Day, and we want to be worshipful in our rest. But we also must begin our Christmas preparations. We have desserts to deliver to all of the neighbors this week, and that's a huge job. We want to deliver a plate to every single neighbor, and I'm going to need help with that. I'm thinking that we're going to do chocolate mint chip cookies, sugar cookies, peanut butter balls, and peppermint bark for everyone. I'm going to certainly need as much help with all of these things as you can give me. I'd like to begin deliveries tomorrow and be finished with them by Thursday. In addition, we have to read through our annual story about those terribly behaved kids who put on that wonderful Christmas performance. And we need to do our Night of Caroline. And on Tuesday, I want to go to the old folks' home and play the piano and visit with them. Also, Daddy Peters wants us to go look at all the Christmas lights. And then we need to prepare for Christmas Day, which is going to be without our families because it's too difficult to travel right now with the storm that's supposed to blow in. But we'll still have a house full with the Hicks, the Thompsons, and the Camerons. That means we have a lot of food prep and pie baking in front of us. So I want to start as soon as possible. Plus, the twins have been asking about decorating gingerbread houses, so I don't want to forget that either. Whoa! Daddy Peters exclaimed. That's a packed week, Mama Peters, but we'll help with everything. It is packed, Daddy Peters, but I'm excited about all the fun things, and I just love the Christmas Eve service and our Advent. Yes, we're going to need to get started pretty much immediately. And so, the Peters family was off to the races, mixing, melting, baking, wrapping, all things Christmas every single day. Mama Peters made it a point to wake up earlier than usual each morning of the week with her plans, and she began each day with energy. By Tuesday morning, after having delivered treats to most of the neighbors, Mama Peters was beginning to fray at the edges. The house was alive with the overly loud speakers blasting away song after song of Christmas spirit. The Peters' kids joined in with gusto, led, of course, by the ever-loud Daddy Peters who happily danced with each one. In her heart, Mama Peters began to grow ever so slightly impatient. Couldn't she have just one moment of peace and quiet? She was finishing up the final batch of chocolate mint chip cookies as she placed them on the top rack of the oven. While the cookies baked, she began the process of cleaning up as she wiped down the countertops. She couldn't help but hear the ear-piercing singing of "O Come All Ye Faithful in the background, and she felt her blood pressure rising as her heart beat faster. Pearson's singing was off, and it was driving Mama Peter's batty that he couldn't hit any of the notes properly, which threw off the perfectly fine singing that was coming through on the speakers. Her family was singing and dancing so loudly that she couldn't even hear the music through the speakers. With each song, the laughter and the singing grew more raucous. Adding to the uproar, Mama Peters turned the vacuum cleaner on and frenetically began vacuuming the pine needles off the hallway rug as she waited for the cookies to finish baking off. As she vacuumed, she grew consumed in her growing anger toward the noise level in the house and the fact that everyone except for her was having a grand old time in the living room, despite the fact that First Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 came to mind. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. But she sloughed off those verses and opted for bursts of emotional anger and vitriol. Why couldn't her family stop even for one moment and enjoy some Christmas peace and tranquility? Muttering under her breath, her thoughts were interrupted by the acrid smell permeating from the kitchen. The cookies! Mama Peters rushed into the kitchen and threw open the oven door. Her cookies were burned to a crisp. In her dismay, she thoughtlessly grabbed the tray without a potholder and almost immediately dropped it and let out a scream. Ouch! Her cry was loud enough to interrupt the Christmas spirit, and everyone rushed in to check on Mama Peters, who was in a clump on the floor, sobbing. Mama Peters, what's wrong? Daddy Peters asked, bending down and holding her by the shoulders. Mama Peters sobbed and held up her hand to show the burn that was immediately blistering. Oh, no! Pearson, grab the ice pack from the fridge. Penelope, run upstairs and go in the bathroom and take out the burn spray. Pearson and Penelope quickly did as they were directed, while Daddy Peters examined Mama Peters's hand. Daddy Peters, my hand hurts so much, and my cookies are burned beyond recognition. I know, Mama Peters, and it doesn't look great. But it doesn't look bad enough to have to go to the doctor's. Daddy Peters took the cold pack and placed it on Mama's hand, who sighed in relief. (sighs) It must be so painful
1: for you to cry
0: this hard, Daddy Peters observed. Oh, Daddy Peters,
1: I wish I could say I was sobbing from the pain. No, it's not from the pain, it's from defeat. I was growing anxious and angry about everything on my to-do list, and I was crying in anger. I I was... I was angry that I burned myself, and angry that I'm in, I'm in this mess, and I'm ashamed of myself. And my internal complaints were from a heart that's overwhelmed because of all the things that I want to do. I've completely lost track of what the Lord wants me to do, and and the reason for this season. And I was angry with all the fun happening out, happening happening outside of me. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I can
0: see how you become more like Martha Peters rather than Mama Peters. Maybe you've bitten off more than you can chew, sweetheart, Daddy Peters was loving as he held the coal
1: pack of Mama Peters's hand. I think you might be right, Daddy Peters. It's so important me for it's, <laughs> I, it's for me to prepare for all of the fun that I want to have that 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 I'm not even resting in the Lord and, and trusting him and and I'm just ashamed and i and I feel so defeated. Mommy Peters let out a long sigh.
0: Pierce and Penelope and the twins looked on as Daddy Peters applied the burn spray on Mama Peters' hand. After a moment or two of silence, Penelope spoke up. With a voice filled with compassion, she looked at Mama Peters and said sweetly, Mama Peters, you don't need to feel ashamed. Remember, guilt brings you to the cross, and now you can walk in grace. It's over, because you've
1: repented. Oh, Penelope, isn't that so true? You are so right. Praise God. And Mama Peters?
0: It's okay if we don't do all of our usual traditions, Pearson added. We can start new traditions, like burned hand traditions. Mama Peters chuckled. (laughs) Well, Pierce, I think that's what we're going to have this Christmas. And so it went. The holiday didn't go as Mama Peters had intended. The food preparation came to a screeching halt. Mama Peters' hand was far too painful to continue with her traditional plans. Instead, every day was dedicated to resting in the moment, even moments of work. And Mama Peters remembered that rest isn't from a lack of work, but that rest is achieved in the soul. And her soul was at rest as her heart focused on Jesus and the joy of all that he had done for her. And when the Christmas season was over, and the Peters family was standing in church together in the new year, belting out, All glory be to Christ. Mama Peters sang in humility and praise, Should nothing of our efforts stand, no legacy survive, unless the Lord does raise the house in vain. Its builders strive. All glory be to Christ our King. All glory be to Christ. His rule and reign will ever sing. All glory be to Christ. This is Grandmom's Corner. This week's story, as is frequently the case, is based on a true story. My son-in-law recently recalled how he had been singing in class at church when he was a young boy and thought the very thing Penelope thought about the extended musical notes in Angels We Have Heard on High. He thought something like, wow, I can hold the notes for an extended period of time in one breath. I bet you no one else in the class can do that. After remembering that incident, he explained to his kids how easy it is to take pride in even the smallest accomplishment, and that if we could see it from God's perspective, we'd be ashamed of our boastfulness and pride. This week's story brought to mind something that took place when my kids were young. Our family has always enjoyed sports, both as participants and as spectators. My husband often practiced with our kids. He caught for them as they pitched, or he practiced fielding and hitting with them. Many times over the years, they would all play ball in our backyard. They would make up the rules based on how many players were playing and the size of our backyard. When there weren't enough players, they would play with modified rules. Like, you could throw the wiffle ball at a runner, and if it touched the runner, they were out. That would suffice as a tag. If there were enough fielders, they would play by the normal rules that you would have to tag out the runner. Our kids were pretty good athletes, and one day during a game, one of our sons, who was known to be not a great sport at times, was doing really well in that game, and he was ahead. And all throughout the game, he was teasing and taunting. After my son continued his shenanigans, my husband decided to use the hidden ball trick as a decoy and try to lure that son to making an attempt to steal a base. Now, this is the way the hidden ball trick works. When the play has ended, the fielder fakes throwing the ball back to the pitcher. My son got a hit, and my husband fielded the ball. But instead of throwing the ball back to the pitcher, he kept the ball hidden in his glove and only pretended to throw it back to the pitcher. Well, my son was completely fooled, and he began to lead off the base. But he didn't just lead off the base. He began taunting and teasing and saying things like, "na na na nah, nah, Well, you can imagine what happened next. My husband immediately applied the tag to my son as he was leading off the base. And my son was astounded that my husband still had the ball and that he was out. No longer was he teasing or taunting. And of course, everyone laughed and it was all in good fun. But my son learned a lesson. He had been boastful in his abilities, and it had made him tease and taunt. He got full of himself and began to brag and boast about his abilities. He forgot that any ability or talent he had was from the Lord. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 25, 1. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will give thanks to your name, for you have worked wonders. Plans formed long ago with perfect faithfulness. So get in the habit of exalting and lifting God's name up and not your own. The Lord willing, we'll be back next week with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.